your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome, and now for this week's edition of All Around the Leagues. Hello and welcome to the preview of the new Kent County Football League season which gets underway on Saturday. After weeks and months dominated by COVID-19 guidance and protocols, it's now the time for a return to competitive football while adhering to all the new measures put in place to keep everyone at the matches safe and well. As for the constitution for season 2021, the new Premier Division remains the same, 16 clubs and at least four of the clubs are under new management. Promleans are the latest to announce the new appointment, Sean Scalding and Russ Searle taking over as their men in charge for the new campaign. The Kent County Football League constitution for season 2021 is as follows. In the Premier Division, Borden Village, Bromleyans, Crockenhill, Farnborough All Boys Guild, Faversham Strike Force, Fleetdown United, Hawkinge Town, Ide Hill, who will ground share with Sevenoaks Town at the Bourne Stadium this season, K-Sports Reserves, Kings Hill, New Romney, Otford United, Peckham Town, Stansford OMB Club, Staplehurst Monarchs and Tudor Sports. In Division 1 Central and East, Ashford FC, Cuxton 91, Guru Nanak, Hollands and Blair Reserves, Lawswood Reserves, Larkford and New Hythe Wanderers, replacing Lidtown Reserves, who've moved voluntarily into Division 2 C&D, a decision confirmed at a special EGM last week, Rochester City, Rustall Reserves, Snodland Town Reserves, Sturry, Thanet United, Tenterton Town and Whitstable Town Reserves. In Division 1 West, AFC Mottingham, Belvedere, Bexley, Chipstead, Club Langley, HFSP and 10MB, Halls, where Peter Nolan has uh, taken over there in charge with Dean Rose as his number two, Red Velvet, South East Athletic, Aaron McCaw, the new man in charge there with his former number two, Ash Stone, joining him and uh, Martin Sarangi joining as a new head coach. And elsewhere, Sutton Athletic, Sydenham Sports and Welling Park. That trio complete the lineup. In Division 2 Central East, two new teams join, Sittingbourne Reserves and Ramsgate Reserves. They line up alongside Beersted Reserves, Sinkports, Cuxton 91 Reserves, Dealtown Rangers, Lidtown Reserves, Minster, Punjab United Reserves, who return to the competition, Ramsgate Reserves, Rochester City Reserves, Sittingbourne Reserves, Staplehurst Monarchs United Reserves, West Farley and Woodnesborough. In Division 2 West, it's Crayford Arrows, Danson Sports, Drummond Athletic, Dulwich Village, Equinocchial, Fleetdown United Reserves, Johnson and Phillip, Long Lane, AFC Orpington. Congratulations, by the way, to uh, Paul Wade there for being named FA Grounds Team of the Year in their Grassroots Awards, which were announced recently. Reward for 15 years dedication to the club by Paul, during which time he has also served as club secretary and safeguarding officer. Parkwood Rangers, Sporting Club Thames Reserves, Stansford Reserves and Tudor Sports Reserves uh, complete the uh, numbers there. In Division 3 Central and East, Aylesford, Canterbury City University, Dartford Celtic, a new club, Idehill Reserves, a new team, Gillingham Town, Locomotive Canterbury, Minster FC Reserves, New Romney Reserves, 
Paddock Wood, Tangerton and Tenterton Town Reserves, and in Division 3 West, AFC Lewisham, Bexley Reserves, Bryden Ropes Reserves, Bromleyans Reserves, Dance and Sports Reserves, Farnborough Old Boys Guild Reserves, Greenways Aces, Horsted United, Long Lane Reserves, Metrogas Reserves and Welling Town Reserves. And new Vets teams in the uh, Vets numbers, Rubicon Limerick, Fox, MPE, while Ditton Miners are now known by a new name of FC Ditton. We wish good luck to every one of them over the next weeks and months. Teams to watch out for in the coming season. Well, in the Premier Division, there's been plenty of uh, managerial movement and uh, player signings throughout, uh, suggesting that all 16 will give it a real go this season. How to uh, pick one? Well, that's difficult, so uh, I'll be keeping an eye on perhaps uh, Stablehurst Monarchs, uh, Steve Sands taking over there from Luke Walland, who's moved on to uh, the Skiffle taking over at Snodland Town and taking uh, several of his established Staperhurst Monarch squad with him. Uh, Borden Village and Oxford United, because uh, wherever Andy Constable goes, he scores goals. Uh, and uh, he's uh, now joined up with the Seven Oaks Villages, and that could be a key signing there. In Division 1 East, my three there are Thanet United, Lartford and New Hythe Wanderers, probably one of the most ambitious clubs, uh, really worked hard, done a lot to their uh, ground at uh, New Hyde Lane in the current season. And uh, Sturry's progress through the divisions has always been eye-catching, so they're my third choice there. In Division 1 West, uh, can't really look for further than Chipstead, HFS, 10MB and Hawes to see uh, what success any of those three make. In Division 3 Central and East, Minster, Beersted Reserves, always a well-organised side, and uh, sink ports division two west the three there that i'll uh, keep an eye on uh, during the course of the season are equinoctial uh, they've uh, had some success but uh, missed out on uh, titles in the last uh, couple of seasons uh, despite playing some exciting and uh, eye-catching football drummond athletic and parkwood rangers uh, while in division three central east uh, pilgrims are a new club Dartford Celtic also knew a club and uh, Gillingham Town. They're a team that have had a lot uh, written about them both nationally and locally in the close season. So uh, we'll uh, keep tabs on how they progress in the current campaign. And uh, two to look out for perhaps in Division 3 West. Horsted, who uh, were uh, playing an unbelievable backlog of fixtures uh, when uh, the stoppage came and everything was declared null and void last season. Uh, they looked a, a decent side and uh, perhaps will do so again. And uh, Greenway Aces have uh, also made a couple of uh, good signings as well. So perhaps uh, they'll be a team to watch as well. Certainly should be an interesting campaign. Interesting games on day one of the new season. In the Premier Division, Staperhurst Monarchs at home to Ide Hill. In Division 1 Central and East, Lartford and New Hythe Wanderers versus Lordswood Reserves. In Division 1 West, Welling Park versus Chipstead. In Division 2 Central and East, Minster versus Ramsgate Reserves. In Division 2 West, Long Lane versus Equinocchial. In Division 3 Central and East, Dartford Celtic versus Gillingham Town. And in Division 3 West, Metrogas Reserves versus Horsted United.
Congratulations to both Peckham Town and HFSP and 10MB on winning a London FA Cup double at the weekend. Peckham emerged from a lengthy penalty shootout to get past a very good AFC Cubo side at Cray Valley on Friday night to lift the London Senior Trophy before HFSP and 10MB took centre stage, retaining the London Junior Cup for a second successive year with a 3-2 success over FC Hamlets. That uh, final played behind closed doors at Fisher on Saturday. Both goalkeepers, Peckham's George Legg and HFSP stopper Claudio Bokai, were stars of the show in the two finals. AFC Cuba, though, went away ruining their chances that they had to win the game, particularly in the first half. While Peckham went close to settling it in 90 minutes, they had two great opportunities, Jeff Roy Leslie hitting the bar and then seeing a second effort saved by Cupo keeper Jack Hutchinson, who also had a fine game. In other Kent County Football League news, the clubs voted overwhelmingly to finish the season on a points-per-game basis if the 2021 season is cut short again. The caveat surrounding the decision is that points per game will only be used providing all teams in all divisions have played 50% or more of their games. Vets teams will be treated as a separate league for this purpose, but the same will apply, the difference being it will only sort out positions as there is no promotion and relegation. Other details emerging from last week's club meeting, NRG 24-hour gym are the league's new headline partner. The league have also unveiled a new website, thanks to the work done by Loaded Creative Solutions, a company based in Thanet, and Mark Ralph has been appointed as the league's new disciplinary officer. Hello and welcome to the Constitution run-through for the Surrey Southeastern combination. This year we have 99 teams, uh, 36 in intermediates across three divisions, all having 12, and 63 in junior, all having between 10s and 12s. Um, in intermediate one, we have AFC Yule, AFC Walcountians, Ballon B, Ellsfield United, FC Tootenbeck, French's Athletic, Goldfingers, Q Park Rangers, Sporting 50, Wangas Sport, West Fulham and Westminster Casuals. In Intermediate 2, we have AMY, AFC Rains Park Vale, AFC Sutton Common Rovers, Battersea Boys, Chelsea Rovers, Ellsfield 2018, Harrow Sports, LDN Southwest, Oxted and District, Panthers FC, Wimbledon Casuals, and Woodmanston Hyde. In Intermediate 3, we have Ashstead, Epsom Kings, Fulham Def, Interstar, Lambeth Spartans, most Wanted Elite, Old Plymouthians, Old Rutlishians, Rail Homesdale, Richmond and Kew, Sporting Kits, and Witten Villains. In Junior Division 1, we have Chesington KC Reserves, Croydon Town Royals, Epsom and York Colts, NPL Reserves, Old Boys Clapham, 
Old Wimbledonian Shaftesbury, Peckham Town Reserves, Sellhurst FC, Thames United and Wanderers. And in Junior Division 2, we have Banstead Rovers, Croigas Falcons, FC Tootenbeck A, Moxwell Park, SC Wandsworth, Tolworth United, Wongas Vets, Wallingham, Westside Reserves, and Woodmanston Hyde Reserves. In Junior Division 3, we have Collierswood Town, FC Tootenbeck B, French's Reserves, Junction Elite, Motswell Park Reserves, Old Rutlishians Reserves, Oxted and District Reserves, Rose Hill Athletic, South Croydon, Sutton High, Wolf Croucher and Worcester Park A. In Junior Division 4, we have AFC North Leatherhead, AFC Wall Counties Reserves, Cheam Village Warriors, Merton Social, NPLA, Old Boys Clapham Reserves, Old Rutlishians A, Old Wimbledonian Shaftesbury's Reserves, Sporting 50 Reserves, and Wongas Worcester Park Vets. In Junior Div Division 5, we have AMY Reserves, AFC Wallingham, Jacks, Q Park Reserves, MPLB, Oxted and District A, Parkside, Rail Homesdale Reserves, Shelton Athletic, Sutton High Reserves, and Wallingham Reserves. In the Junior Division 6, we've got London Olympia, Old Rutlishians B, Panthers Reserves, Pearly Old Boys, Raising Stars, South London Elite, Surrey Casuals, Trinity, Wadden Wanderers, and finally Wanderers Reserves. The league's fixtures are due to start on September 19th uh, for all divisions, so not too far away now. Then to go through the divisions for the teams that I think maybe stick out as to have a good season or a name that I like. Um, yeah, apologies to teams that I, I don't know. We've got a lot of new teams that have joined the league and our majority of them we haven't either played or I know nothing about. So there could be a few surprise packages that I don't mention, but we'll see. In Intermediate 1, I've gone for Sporting 50, who we played in pre-season and last year, I think, lost one game all season and were on for a treble. They're in the Surrey Cup final um, and I think they're unbeaten since like October something, which is ridiculous. So I think they'll have another good season. Um, West Fulham, who were unbeaten before COVID in the league and well on to win Intermediate 1, but obviously have now got another season in there. Um, so I think they'll have another good season in there. And one gas sport for me, every time you look at the intermediate one, they're always right up there. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll have another good season as well. A lot of good sides in that division, though. So, I mean, realistically, looking through any of the three intermediates, any team can beat anyone. So, yeah, lots of lots of strong teams in that league. Um, in intermediate two, 
for me, looking at this league, this is probably the tightest league. There's so many good teams in that league. I mean, we've played at least half of them and had very good games with a number of sides in there. Um, first off, I've gone for Battersea Boys, who have been promoted. and they, I think they had one league game left before COVID, but were unbeaten and only drew one. So they're a very, very strong side. I would be surprised if they don't go up and do very well in there. I'm interested to see how they do. Um, secondly, I've gone with Woodmanston Hyde, who we played a couple of years ago, and I'd still say they're the best team we've ever played um, as a men's team. So for me, I've, again, I think they've gone up every year since playing us back then, um, winning the league most years and normally a cup as well. Um, if Battersea boys don't win it, them two have gone up together for a while. So I think Woodmanston will be very strong again. And then the third team I've gone for are Chelsea Rovers, um, who are, I mean, they get a lot of a lot of stick on Twitter for having um, for having a big budget. I mean, we played them this pre-season. They're a very good possession-based side. They've got great facilities, lots of staff. Lots of good players. I think they'll have a good season as well in intermediate too. So that's the three from there. Um, in intermediate three, uh, I've picked up Sporting Kits. I think they've won the league three years in a row. Worked they were their way up from junior division three. They're um, an older side, but again, we've played them twice as my club, and they're a very very good side. Um, very rarely get beaten. So I'll, again, I think they'll have a good season. Witten Villains. Are a complete opposite. They're a very, very young side. Um, they've come in from Kingston District Premier, and I think they won a, a treble a couple of years ago. They, so they're going to be very, very strong. Um, and most wanted elite. Um, I've never seen a men's side of theirs, but their their youth team I think won the Under 16s London Cup. Um, so I mean, if them boys are coming up into intermediate football in men's as a men's side, obviously it's a much different game, but it'd be interesting to see how they get on. They've obviously got some very talented players if they're winning the London Cup. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they get on as well. Um, in junior division one, I've gone with Thames United, who we've come up with. Um, very good side. Don't really lose. Won a double the season before COVID. Um, yeah, very solid side. I can't see them coming up and not having a good season. So that's, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Old boys clapping with the other team I've gone for in there. Um, never have a bad season. Again, the season before COVID, I'm sure they won Junior Division 2 and got to a cup final. Um, always a tricky outfit. Um, so, I mean, even if they don't have the best season in the world, you know they're going to be a banana skin fixture for anyone. So I've, I've gone with them. And then finally, Peckham Town Reserves. A new package. I mean, Peckham Town's first team looks to be a very good setup. So it'd be very interesting to see what their reserve team do, considering they're a bit further out from where most of the teams are located in our league as well. It's a com sort of completely new side. And like I said, we're in that league, my team. So I'm buzzing to play them, to be fair. Um, that's the three teams from there. Junior two, I've gone with Banstead Rovers whose Sunday side are, an, are like an up-and-coming YouTube team. And to be calling them just that is maybe an insult because as a football side, they are 
they're one of the best teams in our area as a Sunday side. Again, their first season in Saturday football. be very interesting to see how they get on in our league. Um, and I think they'll do very well. If they've got a similar calibre of player in their side as they do on a Sunday, I think they'll do very, very well. Um, very rarely lose again on a Sunday. So let's see if they can bring that to the Saturday league. Uh, I've gone with Tolworth United. Um, they're a very strong side. Um, always a tough test. Again, like old boys Clapham, if... Even if they don't have the best season, whenever you play them, you know you're going to have a tough game. So another banana skin at minimum. Um, then I've gone with Wallingham as the third team, who um, were unbeaten before COVID. Um, and again, had a very good season. So last year, come up from Junior 3. So it'll be interesting to see how they get on as well. Again, Junior 2 for me is the tightest junior division. There's a number of other sides I haven't mentioned that... I know are very, very good sides that we've come across as my club. And yeah, that's a that's a tough league to call. Who would win that? In junior division three, I've gone for Collierswood Town. Um, again, won the league comfortably before COVID on points per game. But I mean, they were going to win it anyway, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think they lost the league game. Um, we're in a cup final, got to the Surrey Cup semi-final and got knocked out. So for me, I think they're going to be very strong, um, as always. Um, Junction Elite, I've gone for as well. Um, again, another good Sunday setup. Lots of sides. Um, again, interesting to see how they jump into to Sunday football. Uh, Saturday football, sorry. Um, I, I think, that as a club, they're, they're growing rapidly and making the jump into our league on a Saturday locally is, is the best league around. So it's the right decision. Um, again, interest see how they get on. Third, I've gone for Sutton High. They was in our league last year. Um, they finished second bottom. But having played them twice, I still don't know how. Um, I think they'll have a good season. I don't know if they've retained players or lost players. But I think they're a good side. And again, if they don't have the best season, there's still a tough fixture for anyone. Um, in junior four... I've gone for Merton Social, who have always had intermediate sides. I mean, I would imagine they've lost a lot of players. But, yeah, I would assume they'll be very, very good in that division, even if they've kept only one or two players from the intermediate side there before. Having that type of strength in Junior 4 is only going to make the side stronger. Um, secondly, I've gone for Sporting 50 Reserves. Again, an interesting project. Their first team being an intermediate one. This is their first season with having a reserve team, as far as I'm aware. Interested to see how they get on as well. I've seen in pre-season they're not doing too badly. So, yeah, I think, again, they'll have a good season. And then finally, old boys clapping reserves. One of the... We lost two games my club last year, and one of them was against them. They're a very decent side, hard to break down, another banana skin type team. Um, for me, I don't know a lot about all the teams in that division, but no one really stands out. So why can't they go and win it, for example, um, having, no, having known that they're a half-decent side? Um, yeah. In Junior 5, I've gone for Jacks, who were an intermediate three last year and really, really struggled, lost every game and took some bad beatings in that season. I think now they've obviously dropped down. 
again, I've, I've never seen them play, but I think in junior five, having that experience of a year in intermediate football, if they've retained the same group of players, um, even though they didn't do too well, I think they'll do a lot, lot better in junior five and interested to see how they get on. Um, good to see they've stuck together as well as a group. Um, even though some weeks they were they were on the end of some bad bad score lines, but obviously that's not the end of the world. And yeah, interesting to see how they get on. Parkside are the other tide I've gone for in this division. Um, again, we played them last year. They knocked us out of the Surrey Cup, and I know they've lost a few players, but I know they've kept a few that are very very good players. And we're in junior two last year, and we're good in junior two. So them three or four players that are staying on. I think we'll do very well in that league and we'll see them challenge at the at the top half of the league. Um, again, even if they don't go and challenge at the top of the league, it's still a very tough a tough task to, to play against them because they do have some very good players. Um, so interesting to see how they get on as well. Um, in junior six, I'll, I'll be honest, majority of them I've never, never come across. It's full of new sides and then the odd reserved side that we've never come across. Um, I've gone for Surrey Casuals, though, because they played Tolworth United, who are in junior two in pre-season. I think they lost by one goal. So, um, And Tolworth United were very positive and very complimentary after the game. So that makes me think that they're going to be a good side. Um, so hopefully they have a good season. And the other side I've gone for a Trinity, which I think had a year out last year, but were always like a like a junior three slash four type team um, from when we was in in and around there. Um, so I think if they've come back and they've got the same players that they had before, they should have a good season in junior six. Again, not knowing the strength of, of Panthers and Pearly and Raising Stars, South London Elite, Wadden, they're all new sides. So yeah, there's a lot of new sides in the, in the Saturday League this season, which is exciting. Um, and yeah, looking through the divisions, there's a lot of them are very hard to call. So yeah, when we get started on September 19th, really, really looking forward to it. And yeah, it should be should be great to have football back properly. Hello and welcome to the um, Bromley and South London Football League part of the Celt podcast. Uh, first one for the new season, uh, season 2020-21. Uh, thank goodness we got here. Obviously last season ended um, with our, our season. Anyways, a league completely voided, um, league and, and cups. So um, no no trophies to hand out at the AGM, um, no cup finals to, to enjoy, no league champions to celebrate. So a really disappointing end of the season. We're hoping that 2020-21 will... Um, bring us back on on track um, and what an exciting season we've got ahead um, it's been a really busy summer for all members of the committee uh, we've had a lot of clubs um, new clubs coming in um, clubs looking to put in reserve and third teams and then not being able to because of commitment with coaches and players and COVID new clubs coming in in the last minute clubs dropping out the last minute it's been a, a crazy time trying to draw the constitution up but we are in a position now to start the season next week and um, we're all really excited about it so First of all, the constitution for the league for the new season in our Premier Division. We've got 11 teams in our Premier this season, um, starting off with AMG Ballers, uh, who obviously 
were new to the league last season, did really well, um, and they'll be looking to build on last season's sort of top mid-table finish uh, and challenge for the title this year. Uh, next up is Bauma. Bauma were one of the teams who were in with a shout of winning the title when the season finished last season, and they'll be looking again to challenge for that Premier title. Next up, Bermondsey Town. Uh, started the season well, were definitely in the running for it, slipped away a bit um, and ended up sort of in mid-table. Um, I'm sure Aussie will be looking to uh, mount a challenge this season. Next up, Eltham Town. Eltham Town were, again, one of the teams looking um, probably with Old Roan, who were favourites to win the title, and, and Bauma. Uh, Eltham Town were the other ones who really had a chance of winning it last season. Um, so they'll definitely be in the hunt again this year. Then we have Era from Belvedere Reserves. Now, they've been double promoted. They finished, well, they were second in the second division when the season ended. But uh, they're looking to progress as a, as, as a team uh, and push on probably up into the Kent County League. So uh, I know manager Harry Locke there is really um, looking to push them on and, and develop them into a, a team that can challenge in our Premier and then we have FC Greenwich. FC Greenwich, again, were in with a shout. Actually, probably the fourth team alongside Eltham Town, Balmer and Old Roan, who were still uh, capable of winning the title when the season ended. They were top of the table, um, sort of September, October, November, December. Um, and then a few results went against them and they slipped down a little bit. Uh, but they'll definitely be in the hunt for the title again this year. So um, be interested to see how they get on. Then we have Holmesdale Reserves. Now, it's quite exciting for the club. Holmesdale, obviously a big club uh, in the Scaffold League. They've bought they're under 23s who are playing in the midweek um, league into our league so there'll be some midweek games for them at home um, and it'll be really interesting to see how they get on obviously going to be a young side um, I think they'll play football the right way um, and it'll be interesting to see how well they go then we have Leighton Athletic Reserves who joined the league last season um, struggled at times a bit like I imagine Homesdale will do this year blooding youngsters um, bringing through young players with a lot of potential again they'll be you know they're a good football inside um i don't think they'll be in with a serious shout of winning the title but they'll be certainly um competing then we have old roan old roan were in prime position to win the title last year um and speaking to the manager he's got some a couple of new players again this year and i think they'll be a really really strong side they'll probably be the ones to beat in that premier division but there's so much quality in there it's going to be so difficult to know uh, who's going to win it then we have 10MB now 10MB have brought a reserve team into the league um, 10MB been around for a long time great club um, do really good things with youth football uh, the coach coming in is bringing a team he, he coached at Millwall as well so really good um, background in terms of um, coaching and player development so be really interested to see how they get on uh, I think there'll be another young side who play football the right way and be interested to see how they do and then finally, the last team is West Wickham Albion. Now, a bit of a, a sort of late entry to the league, really, um, and a bit of an unknown quantity. Um, the manager tells me he's got a lot of good players um, who might have not been playing football this year if he didn't get the team going. So um, they've only been really sort of got together a couple of weeks ago um, as a team. So good quality, but I think they're, they're going to be playing catch up in the first few weeks of the season for sure. OK, then we go down to the Jim Hampson First Division. That was the John Cooper Premier Division. Jim Hampson, First Division. There's 12 teams in there. Agenda, first up. Joined the league last year, did really well. Um, start the season, slipped away a bit. They'll be looking to push on and get promotion this year. Eden Park, who were flying at the top of Division 2 when the season was ended. They no doubt would have won that. They were still in a couple of cups as well, uh, having a great season. I think they'll be a real, real good side in that Division 1. Then Elton Town Reserves. Now, Elton Town Reserves didn't really get going until after Christmas. And then they were unbeatable. They couldn't win a game before Christmas, unbeatable afterwards. So they'll be definitely up there challenging for the title.
quarter this year. Then we got Farnborough Thirds. Farnborough Thirds, up and down season last year, probably not as good as they would have hoped, um, so they'll be looking to improve. Then Groundhoppers. Now, Groundhoppers were, did so well in all the cups last year, got to the London County um, Junior Cup uh, semi-final, were progressing in all our cups, and it meant they barely played any league games. And when the season ended... I think I only played seven league games, so they were in with a shout for promotion and uh, they'll definitely be up there again this year. Then Lewisham Athletic, Lewisham Athletic rejoin us. They folded halfway through last season. Now they, again, as a club, have got a great pedigree. Used to have a side in the Kent County Premier um, and a reserve side in the South London Alliance and the Bromley League. So, I mean, good players on their day, not always... Um, they can't always rely on getting the same players out every week and I think they'll they'll surprise teams for sure but whether they can sustain a challenge in that division I don't know we'll, we'll see then we've got a new team Lewisham Project quite excited about them um, guy that runs them has got a good pedigree played at higher level and um, yeah he's looking to bring some good players in who played at a good level so um, yeah be interested to see how they get on Next, Red Velvet Reserves. Red Velvet Reserves started last season really well uh, and then slipped away a little bit. Um, I know Jim Kenny and, and uh, Gary Watson worked work so hard down at Red Velvet with these sides um, and they brought another new team in in Division 3, which I'll talk about later. So hopefully that will support the, uh, the, the, the reserve side here and they'll, they'll, they'll crack on this year. Uh, then we've got Rustlers. Rustlers, really good season last year. They were up there challenging for promotion. Having spoken to Dave Phone, they've lost a few players He's not sure they're going to be as strong as they were last year, but if they can get their recruitment right, and you know they're a good junior setup down at Rustlers, they'll attract players. So who knows? Who knows how they'll get on? Then we've got South Dulwich. Now we promoted South Dulwich from Division Two, even though they weren't in the top two positions. Um, one of those teams, South Dulwich, they won the Elizabeth Chase a couple of years ago, and they really can beat anyone on their day. Um, really good at home, um, not always as good away from home, so that's something I'll have to look at. Um, yeah, it be interesting to see how they get on in that division. I think they'll hold their own, I really do. Um, then we've got uh, Welling Park Reserves. Welling Park Reserves, obviously their first team had a fantastic year last year, and the reserves were up and down a little bit. Uh, I don't think they've had the greatest of pre-seasons, but um, again, a really well-run club with a number of, a couple of Saturday sides, a couple of Sunday sides now, and, and really well-run club down there um, and they'll always attract new players so um, they'll be, a, they'll be a, a, a match for anyone and then finally West Bromley Albion West Bromley Albion slipped out of our premier um, after struggling a bit the last couple of years um, and Madder really wants to rebuild them and, and, and get them get them going again as a club so I think they'll be challenging for promotion as well Okay, down to the second division. There's 12 teams in Division 2. First of all, Beckenham, who struggled a bit last year. Um, they were looking to bring a reserve team in, but for one thing or another with COVID, they couldn't get the commitment. Um, so they'll be looking to improve this season. Then Charlton Athletic Def, who have gone into that division, um, having been in Division 3, um, they really want the challenge of, of going up a division, seeing how they can uh, get on. So um, good luck to them. I think they'll do well in there. Uh, then Crofton Albion. Crofton Albion started the season not so well. Had some good results in the second half of the season. Um, again, a club that's really well run. has got really good history. Um, John Lowe, the manager there, is really committed. Um, and I'm sure they'll, 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 you know, they, they could be an outside bet for promotion. Then we've got Elite Performance. Now, Elite Performance had two teams in the league last year. One in this division, their reserve team. One in the Premier, who really struggled. Now, they've they dropped down to kind of rebuild. Um, a lot of players come and go there because they do promote young players and they often lose players um, to, to bigger clubs. So whether they can hold on to players, consistency of, of, of selection, we'll see. Um, 
But having dropped down a couple of divisions, they could be a challenger. Then Eltham Eagles. Now, Eltham Eagles side up the reserve team last year, which obviously took a bit of a toll on the first team because running two teams is tough. You end up then with, you know, one or two subs rather than five or six because you're trying to make up your reserve side. And, you know, my clubs have gone through the same thing. So um, they're looking to rebuild, you know, and, 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 and sort of consolidate this year. And I think now they've got the reserve team established, I think that first team will probably settle down a bit this year. Um, and I think we'll see them up there. Then Farnborough Forbes. Farnborough Forbes is such a consistently difficult side to beat. Um, Jez runs that side really well, and they're always up there in the top two or three. Uh, and I wouldn't expect them any different this year. Um, Farnborough, obviously, is such a great club. Um, and that fourth team, I say, they're just so well run. They're just so difficult to beat. They never get never get beaten easily, uh, for sure. Then London Legends. London Legends have come back. They were in the league last year and folded. They've dropped down a division, hoping to... Um, that they, they they struggled last year. They lost games. They lost games heavily, and then I think they lost players, and players lost interest. Um, Asad Dunne is, is going to be a bit more involved. I think the guy that runs the club with the, with the Saturday outfit managing them, um, and they've got good youth players. I think they'll they'll they'll, they'll have some good players down there. So whether they can combine as a team when you've got some quite established sides in there um, to, to, to challenge for promotion then Matagalpa, Matagalpa joined us in sort of October, late September, October last year, did really well in Division 3 um, deserved their chance in Division 2 um, good side, good footballing side, nice boys as well um, I think they'll be, they'll be a good side next we've got Old Bexley Town now Old Bexley Town sound like a new club that's actually with us last few years then they're new rustlers who have founded with a new name old bexley town um again after christmas last year another one of those sides had a kind of a bit of a weird season they weren't that good before christmas had a lot of cup games had a lot of games in hand and they started to win games after christmas and yeah i you know a bit of a punt that they might have a have a challenge this year for that that division two title um next is peckham town a eh? Um, Peckham Town have obviously got their first team uh, that do really well. They've got a second team in the Surrey League now, and this is their third team. Um, met the manager the other night, and I mean, he's got a really good pedigree. He's coached uh, sort of semi-pro level, and he said some of the players he's got are really, really good quality, but he's already had some pinched by the first team. And I think it's always a challenge when you're running a second or third team that your really good players might end up being pinched by the uh, first team manager. So if he can keep his team together, uh, he thinks he's got a really good chance in there. Then we got the two promoted teams from last year who were top and second, STC and TNS. Now, STC were kind of top all year, really, until they um, had their cup games and they then ended up having to um, play cup games and drop below TNS. But they didn't lose a game in the league all season. Uh, Experienced side, uh, well run. I think they'll be up there again this year. Then TNS, who are a young side, the opposite of TNS, are not really that experienced, but really good quality. Um, and yeah, I imagine they're going to be up there again this year. Really good quality side, well organised, well run. Um, Joe and uh, Toby down there uh, do, do 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 great things. So they'll be, I think, challenging again this year. Then into Division Three, and there's 11 teams in Division Three. We've got Catford, um, who were in there last year. Up and down season for them, their first year. Another side that develop young players. Um, I can see them again beating teams um, and surprising some teams at the top, but also you know not I can't see him challenging for promotion but we'll see then Chelsfield who are a new side um, from what I've seen in their pre-season results I think they're going to be quite strong um, I think they'll do well I really do um, Dulwich Village Reserves after Christmas last year Dulwich Village Reserves really did well um, be interesting to see if they can knock on this year and, 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 uh, and, and push on for a promotion challenge then Eltham Eagles Reserves and as I've discussed the 
they were new last year and Eltham Eagles, I think their first team struggled a bit more than they would have done because they were fielding reserve sides. So I think with things settling down um, and a really well-run club there. So, yeah, I think they'll, they'll do well. FC Peak, new last year, uh, came in with... With a, with a youthful side, uh, Phil Jackson, who runs it down there, has got quite a good pedigree, again, working at clubs at a higher level. He's started a Sunday team up this year, and I think um, they're going to grow as a club. So, yeah, I'd expect them to be a lot stronger this year than they were last year. Uh, next is Latter-day Saints. Latter-day Saints always have a bit of an issue at the beginning of the year, whether they're going to get their side together, how they're going to do. Yep, never know with them. Uh, next is Mildeen, who are an established Sunday side. Um, yeah, I think they'll come into the league and do really well. I think they'll be an experienced side, and I think they'll do well. Then Red Velvet A, Gary Watson back in the management chair, running that side. Who knows what he's got there uh, in terms of quality of players, but I think they'll do well. Then Slade Green Knights. Now, Slade Green Knights have had really good pre-season uh, results. I think they've gained a few players from Golden Line, having folded team that we lost. So, yeah, I think they'll be good this year. I think they could challenge for promotion. South East Athletic A, my club, awful last season in the league. Only won one game and um, one draw and lost the rest. I think they can't help but be improved. Uh, won't challenge for anything, but I think they'll be much improved. Mike Indy down there managing, I think will do a really good job. Um, and then Teviot Rangers. Teviot Rangers, we lost their first team. This is the reserve team. Really well-run manager. Really respect Michael um, down there. And I think they'll, they'll, they'll go really well. Um, really well-run club. Okay, on to the fixtures for this week. In the Premier, we've got Bermondsey Town against Eltham Town, which I think will be a cracking game. Uh, Irith and Belvedere Reserves open up against Balmer. It'll be a tough one for Irith and Belvedere Reserves, that. Um, FC Greenwich against Old Rome, which is one of my games of the week. Uh, FC Greenwich won this fixture last season at the beginning of the year. Old Rome then went on to really challenge for the title, so this one could be a real, real, real humdinger of a game. Next up, we've got Division 1. Um, we've got Groundhopping against Elton Town Reserves, and I'll put that as one of my fixtures of the week as well. Again, I think it's going to be a cracking game. Can't pick it, really. I think it's going to be really interesting. Then we've got Red Velvet Reserves against um, Eden Park. Uh, Rustlers against South Dulwich and Welling Park reserves against Agenda. Into Division 2, we've got Crofton against Matagalpa, Eltham Eagles against China Athletic Death, um, London Legends against Peckham Town A, and then Old Bexley Town against TNS. And I think that's, again, that's one of my fixtures of the week. I think it's going to be a cracking game. be interesting how TNS get on on against an established side in that division, um, and we'll really see whether they've got the ability to challenge for promotion this year, I think, both those sides. Then we've got Slade Green Knights against Eltham Eagles Reserves in Division 3. Uh, Chelsfield against Teviot, Red Velvet A against Dulwich Village Reserves and South East Athletic A against FC Peak. That's all the fixtures. Uh, I'll be back next week to tell you how those teams got on um, and hopefully we'll um, yeah we'll have a look and see how, how things have panned out this week. So great to be back. Um, great to be back talking about football again rather than the pandemic and things not happening um, and speak to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. Hi guys, this is Rav from Grand Sports Club, representing the R&D. Uh, just going to go for the constitution for you guys. So in the Prem, we have AFC Rangers, uh, a new side, and Corians. Chatham Town Saturdays, another new side. Gillingham Green, who were shunted up from Division 1. Medway Borough, similar, moved up from Division 1. Medway City, uh, Medway Stars, uh, they were moved up from Division 1. Parkwood Community Association, 
Riverside, Sheerness East and the Stag. Uh, to team to look at in that division probably is AFC Rangers, judged by some of the signings they've got. Um, quite a few players from higher divisions move across to their new side. Uh, moving into Division 1, we have AUI Sports, uh, Ash Green, uh, Ballstool, Cliff United, who are a new side, Eccles, Hunton, uh, Mangrove Athletic, Medway Knights, Medway Rovers 18, Park Regis Athletic, Pavilion Athletic, and Sittingbourne Town. Uh, Sittingbourne Town are a new side. Uh, Division 2, uh, we have AFC Minster, Ballstall Wanderers, uh, Cannon 24, Eccles Reserves, FC Waldham and Greenway Aces have all been shunted up from Division 4 uh, into Division 2. Parkwood Community Association Reserves, Range Rovers Colts, uh, a new side, Stockbury Athletic, uh, The Prince, Wateringbury Wanderers and Woodcombe Sports and Social. Uh, the Prince and Wateringbury Wanderers are new sides. Uh, the Prince are an old side that have reformed. Division 3, you have AFC United Medway, uh, who've come down a couple of divisions. Uh, Beechwood 76, Bredhurst Juniors, Burham, Ourselves Grand Sports Club, Eisted United Colts, Macklin Arms 16, Medway Athletic 17, Princess Park, who've taken uh, relegation as well, Teckers, uh, the Apple Yard, and the Village Upchurch, who've taken relegation from the Prem into Division 3. And finally, Division 4, you have Ancorians Academicals, Bleakwood Rangers, Bly Sports, Gillingham Bilbao, uh, a new team, Greenway Aces Reserves, a new team, Little Shastard, who've taken relegation down back into the bottom division, Medway Athletic, Medway Tigers, a new team, Mile Town, a new team, Park Regis, Raynham, Kenilworth United, another two new team, and Rochester FC, another new team. Um, so there is quite a few new teams. Uh, a few teams have gone from last season, um, but for the Prem, AFC Rangers uh, are probably one of the teams to look out for, uh, along with Medway City, who are uh, always up near the top of that division. Uh, with Division 1, AEI Sports are looking very strong um, and themselves and probably Borstal will be up and near around the top of the table. Uh, with Division 2, um, Greenway Aces are looking very strong um, and I can see them battle uh, with FC Wilderman, AFC Minster uh, for Division 2. Uh, Division 3, I think is probably one of the most even divisions. Um, ourselves obviously looking to win the league um, but Bredhurst have had a very good pre-season. Um, where other teams have been very quiet with their scores. Um, Macklin Arms' first team have disappeared from the Prem, um, so their reserve team in our league may be very, very strong. And Division 4, uh, Greenway Aces' reserves are very strong, probably stronger than their first team in uh, Division 2, um, so they probably will be one to beat in Division 4 alongside Little Shastard. Hi all, it's Dean from The Scaffold, and just a few days out from the start of the season I want to give you a, a short preview of both of our divisions, looking at the opening day fixtures, sharing latest news 
uh, and running through possible contenders for the titles uh, in each league. And I want to kick off with the first division because there's no doubt we're going to have some fun with this one uh, across the next eight months. Once again, there's four promotion places on offer and all 17 teams are going to fancy a crack at that. Last season, it went down to a wire and we know what happened. This season, we're going to hopefully get to the end and, it, and it's going to just produce something, some incredible football all season and then a great climax at the end. In the past week on the uh, Scaffold website, I've been running a prediction poll, asking everyone who they thought would uh, win the league. And uh, the results, they were fairly well shared out. But Kennington uh, topped the poll. And that's no real big surprise uh, due to their strong performance last season and the season before. Um, and, and they've also been very, very impressive through pre-season. Um, Dan Scorey might have lost uh, a few players over the summer, but he's brought in some too. And in Gary Clark, they've got probably the best player in the division last season. And no doubt he's, he's going to be impressive again this season. Like I say, they were very good in pre-season. They won five out of five didn't even concede so that form um you know is, is perfectly timed for, for for saturday and when it all kicks off i firmly believe they're firm uh, worthy favorites uh, and they deserve to finish in in the top four after what they've been through i'll be amazed if they don't finish in the top four and uh, i agree i agree with the with the prediction poll that that they could well be the team that does it i certainly think that if any team does finish above them they're they're going to be winning the league for sure. Uh, looking at other possible contenders, Rustle uh, is, is one that jumps out. Um, they're bound to be in the mix. They might have lost their top scorer from last time, but, but uh, they've replaced Luke Adams with Danny Lear and Jefferson Abangby and uh, also brought in Jake Beecroft. Um, that gives Rustics uh, strength in depth because they, they were strong anyway. Uh, and and they'll, they're definitely looking forward to the to the season ahead. They'll they'll be there, and and the same can be said about Holmesdale. I know they're getting really excited down there for for another good campaign ahead. Um, defensively, they they were the superstars last year. Only conceded seventeen, and after speaking to their manager Lee Roots this week, I I can feel the confidence coming, uh, you know, out of him and his squad. Uh, he he's brought in quite a few new players and brought uh, progress some some kids up uh, from the youth team um, but he, he's very happy with a blend that he's got there and you know that they are going to be in the equation once it's all said and done um, they were the top three sides last time Kennington, Rustle and Holmesdale and uh, they were the ones that topped the prediction polls but looking elsewhere um, I think most people are fancying a strong year for from Croydon um, I, I know I am. Um, these guys were um, probably the busiest out of all of our teams in, in pre-season. It felt like they were playing every two or three days. Uh, and as it started progr pro progressing through the summer, uh, their performances were getting very, very good. Um, we was all able to watch it via their YouTube channels. So um, I was able to keep up with all the, the latest action and the interviews from Liam Giles, their manager, and you could see again his confidence um, oozing out of uh, out of the club there. So, wouldn't surprise me if if they're in the mix and and they've got a forward there called Martin Martin Smith. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the uh, running for the Golden Boot come the end of the season. He's a, a great lad to have up top. Um, talking of Golden Boot, 
Um, I suppose next we should talk about SC Thamesmead. In their midst last year, they had the top marksman in Tim Beckford, and he's still there now, and he's been hitting some goals in pre-season. The club have had a managerial change, but it doesn't seem to affect affected them at all negatively. If anything, they seem to have kicked on a little bit, and uh, Aaron Jeffrey could well be the man to, to lead SC Thamesmead to promotion this, this year. Elsewhere, you know you're going to get strong performances from the likes of Stansfeld, FC Elmstead, you know, these both these teams have kept most of their squad um, from before. You, you, you're just guaranteed that, that they're going to be upsetting some of the fancied runners and they're, they're going to be throwing their own name in the pot for sure. And, and similar with Rochester, Greenways, I know they've got both had problems. Um, they've lost their strikers and stuff, but but you know they're going to going to be there or thereabouts um, come, the, come the end of the year. Two of the sides that I think it will be very interesting to look at are ones that struggled last year. Yeah, Kent Football United finished bottom of the pile, but they've had a total transformation. Brought in some established and experienced names like Sam Page, Ross Morley and Brad Potter, among many others. Um, one thing you can guarantee is they won't be struggling this year. You know, they're going to be there. Um, I think they had one win all season last year. That's not going to be the case this time. They are going to be certainly a top-half team at least this this time. And the other one is Snodland Town. Um, Luke Wallen's come in as manager and his vast knowledge of the Kent County League has clearly been exercised because he's brought the cream um, of talent from, from that league. Um, obviously, many from Staplehurst, where he was at, he, he, that club deserved to be in the scaffold. Luke deserves to be managing in the scaffold, so I'm glad he is. Um, and he has assembled a team at Snodland that is definitely going to be able to compete. They've looked great in pre-season, beat some good, good teams. Uh, and, and I fancy one of their scorers um, in Sam Winch to be, to be right up the top of the charts. So watch out for Snodland this year, I tell you. Uh, they're going to be impressive. Um, so just... As you can see, we're, we're destined for another cracking year um, with the four promotion places on offer being a bit of a, a juicy carrot dangled in front of the 17 teams. For me, don't look I, I can't look away from Kennington or Rustall for the title, but the likes of Croydon, Holmesdale, SC Thamesmead and Snodland uh, are going to be pushing for that top four alongside some of the other established names already mentioned. Um, it all gets underway on Saturday, 5th of September, and uh, we've got some cracking fixtures straight off the bat. Um, I'll quickly run down them. It's uh, FC Elmstead v Croydon, Greenways v Bryden Ropes, Kennington v Homestow, Lidtown against Stansfeld, Meridian VP against Sutton Athletic, Rochester United against Forestall Park, Rustall against Kent Football, and Snodland against Lewisham Borough. Um, all good games, but a couple that jump out, FC Elmstead against Croydon. Uh, what a great game to start off with. I know Elmstead have got a few injuries, but, you know, and they're, they're going to be at home. So Croydon not going to have an easy first game, and I've already kind of tipped them up to do well there. But the one one game that jumps out off the page, Kennington v Holmesdale. Cracking start. A chance for both to maybe get, get an edge on another certain contender. Um, it, it doesn't get better better than that, and that's going to be a huge crowd at, at Homelands for that one. With Ashford not playing, they'll probably get uh, you know definitely treble figures for that one. And and really that that, that sums up um, looking at the the first division for the opening week of the season. 
you know, we'll do this regularly because this is going to be one of the top divisions in non-league football for me. There's no doubting that the Scaffold Premier Division is among the top Step 5 leagues in the country at the moment, with recent FA VAR's performances proving that to be true. And it's great news that Corinthian are going to get to play their semi-final against Heaven Town this, uh, this week, and hopefully they can win and get through to Wembley. Looking at the league though, and it's sure to be a very good year, with many of the top contenders strengthening their squads massively since last time. Chatham Town were the first to lay their intentions out for all to see when unveiling the signings of Dan Bradshaw, Jack Healy, Andy Pugh and Chris Law at the start of summer. They soon then added Ryan Hayes and Luke Rooney to that list and in doing so installed themselves as favourites for the title. Almost half of our votes in the prediction poll went to the chats, so I'm not alone in thinking that this is their title to lose and probably one they're going to win. They won't just be handed though. Sheppey United have paired up Warren and Fuller with Jack Midson, while Glebe have got Charlie McDonald, Frankie Sawyer and Jamie Philpot, all competing for a place up top. Both clubs are going to get plenty of goals and earn plenty of points, and they may well earn themselves a precious promotion place. Talking of goals, perfect time to mention the most high profile of all signings into the scaffold this season, and that's that of Danny Kedwell. His arrival at Hollands and Blair's created a bit of a fuss, and alongside the addition of Joe Kane, Simon House has now got himself a decent team on his hands. Alongside them four, you need to mention Beckenham Town and Corinthian in any shortlist when you're considering the winner this year. Both would have got promotion had points, been, points per game been used as a deciding factor last time, but it wasn't. So now they go again, and they're going to be in there and around the winners, that is for sure. Um, away from them, Tunbridge Wells, they may well have been quiet, but you can't write them off. And a team that I quite like the look of is Bearstead. And having spoken to their manager this week, I fancy them even more. He is very, very confident of a, of a good year. And they were looking good last year. Uh, but he, he thinks this is the best team that he's ever, ever, ever had at that club. So watch out for Bearstead this season. Going away from the league winners... Um, there's a few teams I'm looking forward to seeing and see how they do. One being Erif and Belvedere. I've liked uh, watching from afar how, seeing how their club has evolved over the summer. Massive improvements made there. Beautiful clubhouse, lovely new kit. It's all looking good for the club and it'd be great to see how, how what Dell can do on the pitch, you know, what, what he can get his team to, to provide because they didn't do too well last season. So I'm hopeful of more from Erif and Belvedere this year. Erith Town as well. Um, I think they'll, they'll, they'll have another strong one. They look great against Brentford in defeat last week. Uh, and hopefully that good performance um, sets them up nicely for a strong year. Welling Town is an interesting one. Kevin Oakes clearly didn't think he was doing enough at the club. So he's taken on the management role this season. And he believes that once again, they'll, they'll be comfortably in the top half of the table. Uh, and finally, it, we should look at the, uh, the new... New boys, you know, we've got two new sides making up 21 teams in the Premier Division this season. Um, Ballum and Tower Hamlets uh, have taken on ground shares that fall on our patch. So so they join. Um, and after talking to each of them, they're fully aware of how tough it will be. Um, and that points are not easy to come by. But they're looking forward to the challenge. And as an un unknown quantity, they're, they're, they're sure to upset a few teams.
So with the potential of two promotion places on offer, I think I feel that we've got about eight sides in with a decent shout. But it is hard to come away from predicting Chatham to win it. And for the other promotion place, you've got to include the likes of Corinthian, Sheppey, Glebe, and maybe Beckenham as well. We begin uh, on day one on Saturday with 10 fixtures. Um, running through them quickly, we've got Ballam against Hollands and Blair, Bearstead against Tower Hamlets, Canterbury host Welling, Fisher at Crowborough, Gilltown against Beckenham, Erith and Belvedere against Chatham, Erith Town host Sheppey, K Sports are at Glebe, Lordswood play Tunbridge Wells and Punjab United host AFC Croydon. I'm going to be at the Era from Belvedere game, um, watching potentially the champions as the away side, um, expecting them to get off to a flying start to the campaign. And then we've got eight months of fun ahead and I can't wait to watch it all unfold. Hi there, my name is Rob and amongst other things I am the media officer for the Essex Alliance League along with uh, pretty much everything else but also doing uh, player registrations too and this is a brief preview to our season that's about to start this coming Saturday just a quick run through our divisions for the coming season So in our senior division uh, which is expanded this summer given our um, ongoing ambitions really to become a step 7 Regional Feeder Status League, which we did apply for last year, and it looked very promising. Unfortunately, something called COVID struck in local football, and the FA made a decision that they would postpone any restructure for that for that that period of time. So we're we're reapplying this year, and hopefully, you know, we we keep our fingers crossed that we'll be able to maintain that, get that status in place for next season. We have thirteen teams in the division, so it's a very very large division, which is part of the transition. All prospects were promoted from Division 1 into the division for this coming season. Blue Marlin are one of our existing teams. Chigwell Town were Chigwell last season and they've now uh, created their own identity to become Chigwell Town. CSM London uh, were in the division last year. DTFC are a, a new club to the league and they are uh, a YouTube side, as many people will probably know, that run by Daniel Turner. So we're expecting big things from them this year. FC Baresi were in the division last year and done very well. FC Petro Cub were one of our existing teams, were probably one of the sides who were challenging for the title last year, so they'll be looking to replicate that. Joloff Sports returned to the league, actually. They were our 18-19 league champions and then moved to the Middlesex County League in hope that they could move their way up the National League system. But they've returned uh, to, to us for this coming year, so they'll be very, very strong. London Cranes, um, very familiar name amongst the, the clubs in our league, been around for many years and, and I'm sure that they'll... They'll be looking to improve on their form this year. Lymore Gardens uh, were a side promoted into the senior division last year. Probably didn't perform as strongly as they might have hoped, but they'll be back for another crack. Rapid Chingford are our 11th team in there. Again, they were in the division last year. Um, were, were bottom of the table when the season finished, but again, they had a good run in the London Cup and that, that meant that they were behind on fixtures. Tower United promoted from Division 1 uh, on the back of finishing second in that division last year so they're, they're expected to be one of the forces in that division this year and lastly West Essex Reserves who had a bit of a surge towards the back end of last season which was of course curtailed uh, and they could well have won that league had, had the season finished so they'll be one of the contenders I'm sure again this year. 
in Division 1. Very, very strong-looking division this year, which pleases me greatly. Uh, Chadwell Heath Spartans are uh, top of my constitution list here, and they're, they're a side who many are becoming very familiar with, having played against some very strong sides in pre-season. They had some good results, good, well-coached side, and they'll be, they'll be a threat in this division. East side were in the division last year, and they'll hopefully recreate the form that they, they showed. Francis Luca, a new new club to the league. They're an academy side, so we expect them to be quite a young side, but well coached. So it'll be interesting to see how they get on. Friend for Day have been promoted into the division uh, from from Division Three actually, um, but they're a club that are very much on the up with their new facility over at the Drive, um, and they're they're moving forward very fast. Leighton Royal are a new club to the league, um, very much a, a breakaway from Chingford United. Um, so there'll be some very familiar players and management within within in the league this year. And of course, Chingford United were one of the front runners for the title in that division last season. London Park City um, are a side that been in, 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 were in that division last year. Had a much more consistent season than their previous one. Uh, very well coached again and they'll be looking to press on. North East Lions moved, moved up over to us from Sunday football um, from the Hackney Leighton League. They've got some players who have been playing at this level in, in our league before, so they'll, they'll, they'll be aware of what's ahead of them for the coming season. Wapping make a return to the league after a year out, um, and when they were with us a couple of years ago, they were one of the better sides, so they'll, they'll no doubt be in, in contention. West Hamians, uh, they're a new name to the league, although they have been involved with, with the league prior, um, in our previous guises, uh, coming from the Olympian League now. Woodford East actually moved up three divisions, so it'd be very interesting to see how they adapt, but their pre-season results show that they might well cause a few surprises. Kit Out London are team number 11, who are, again, a familiar side. Much of the management team and some of the players were involved with East Ham Inter, who have played at this level with us before. In Division 2, Belfry are a new club. Um, Moving over, not so much moving over, but creating a Saturday section from what has been primarily a Sunday club previously. Although there'll be some familiar faces from the, yeah, the Sungate Reserve side who were in the division last year. Chingford Athletic A, um, from what I gather, some of these players will be those who have been in our higher divisions in previous seasons, but mixed in with some new players as they look to form a new core to, to their A team for the coming season. Cowley Community, of course, were the uh, Essex Sun Saturday Junior Trophy finalists last year, although they won't ever get the chance to, unfortunately, complete that dream season. Um, but they had an excellent year last year, so they'll look to carry on from that momentum. Dagenham United are a side certainly going places um, and, and progressing forwards with, with a second team this year, so... We expect that they, they will be a solid side. Newham Wanderers moved up from Division 3 and uh, they were one of the stronger sides in Division 3 last year. Very good forward line, so they'll cause some trouble. Old Hestamians have uh, been in the league a few years now. Very, very solid club. Lots of history behind them. Uh, they're a kind of side who on their day will be able to beat anybody. Much the same in the case of Rain and Working Men's Club who had an excellent year last year. Looked to be finishing around about third when the season was curtailed. So we would expect them to be challenging again. As with Royal Forest, who again were a side up there, there or thereabouts in Division 2 last year. Um, a good solid side for this level of the league um, and well, well within their capabilities to, to push, push for honours this year. Unity are uh, one of the existing clubs. They had a very good start to last year. Dipped a little bit towards the middle of the season, which cost them, um, but they'll hopefully recreate that early season form. Barking Side A are a new team in Division 2. 
looking to bridge the gap between their youth setup, uh, which obviously is quite extensive at Barking side and their senior side. So that's that's their aim for the season. Forest Green, um, a side who are probably you know, fair to say had their ups and downs over the last couple of years, but they're looking to rebuild in Division Two this year. Uh, based on some pre-season outings so far, it looks as though they might be making some moves there. And St Francis have moved up from Division 3, having had a, a good season uh, in Division 3. Um, had some very, very good results there. And they were very keen to move back up into Division 2. And with the experience they have in the squad, uh, run very well by Tony and, and Damien, they'll, they will certainly be a difficult side to beat. In Division 3, lots of new names here. Bailey Football Academy are a new club in the league. A young side looking to make their first move into adult football. So it'll be interesting to see how well they get on. Fairlock Rovers have been moved up from Division 4, uh, having had a pretty decent first season with us at that level. So again, they'll be looking to, to progress on and continue their move. Uh, Forest Havering North Athletic, probably the longest name, named club in the league, uh, making their debut this season. Again, a, an academy setup. Uh, with some good young players from what I've seen so far. Uh, and they'll be looking to make their first moves into adult football. Then, of course, Glendale, uh, just, which just happens to be my my club. Um, hopefully, moving forwards rather than backwards this year um, is the aim. Um, looking to compete in the top end of the division, fingers crossed. Uh, Lymore Gardens Reserves is uh, have moved up from Division 4 uh, on the back of a pretty solid first season at that level. So they'll be looking to make the most of that move up. New club to the league, although they have been around before. Old Barcabians Reserves uh, got their first team involved in the Olympian League. This is their reserve side. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they combine the two. Epping United are a new club to the league completely. Um, new group of players um, to the competition. So completely unknown, really. Had some interesting results in pre-season where they've lost a couple and won a couple. So not a lot to gauge from that so far. Flyers under 23s, uh, again, another another side off the conveyor belt at Flyers who are a big big youth side in, in the Romford area. Um, so again, they're, they're making their first move into adult football. Loughton Lions, uh, promoted from Division 4, had an excellent season, weren't far behind Woodford East uh, for, for the title running last year, um, have had an excellent pre-season so far, so they'll be one of the sides to watch out for. And Melbourne Sports, one of the oldest sides in the league, along, alongside oldest Amiens for Francis and Glendale. Um, uh, come down a division this year, looking to rebuild, hopefully get a, side, a solid side together that, that will compete at this level. In Division 4, uh, Avondale Rangers are the first team on, on the list in the Constitution. Been around the league for many, many years. Know what they're doing, solid side. Um, experienced side, you would say. Um, had a few ups and downs in, in the last year or two, but they're, they're, they'll be looking to challenge at this level without a doubt. Brentwood United Reserves, much, much of the same. Uh, part of a, quite a big club. Good core of players there. Um, were in the top half of the table when, when the season was curtailed last year. So again, they'll be looking to recreate some of that form as they restart. Chingford Harriers are the next team in the constitution. And they uh, were in this division last year. Probably didn't have the best seasons by all the calls, um, but they... Seems to have had a bit of a bit of an increased amount of interest this year, increasing their media side of things as well. So uh, I'm sure that 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 would have helped to attract some players to the club, and they'll look to go again this year. Collier Row A are a new club to the league. Um, this is their third team. They've got a couple of teams in the Essex Olympian League. Young side uh, making their relatively first moves in adult football. 
probably had some difficult pre-season games so far, uh, but had, did win their most recent one, so they'll, they'll, that'll buoy them on as they, they start their season. Custom House United are the fifth team in the division. They uh, have been around the league for quite a while now under both this name and, and their previous name, Just Custom House. Uh, they've moved down the division this year, um, but they're looking to rebuild again. And no doubt that whenever they've been in, in this level of, of the league, they have been quite successful uh, and they'll be looking to, to do that again. Dagnum United Reserves uh, have had a very good pre-season so far, buoyed on by their the, the, the momentum that the club is building. Um, and they're looking to be a very strong force in the division. Emerson United Reserves are a good side, uh, a good side joining the league this year. Very, very well run, um, and they're part of a quite a big setup now with three teams. This is their middle side competing in the league and looking at some of their pre-season results. Again, they'll be a side that will hope to to make some moves in this division. Royal Forest Reserves are a new team in this in this division. Uh, their first team has had good success at this level in the past. This is their new reserve side that, who actually beat their first team recently. So. This is a side to watch out for. Together United are uh, our ninth team in the division. It was their first year in the league last year. A uh, bit up and down, you probably would say, but very well run, a very enthusiastic group of players. Um, and, you know, I think that this being their second season in the league, will, this will be the kind of the breakthrough year for them, hopefully. And lastly, Newham Royals uh, are the last side in the division. Uh, again, they're a side that been around, been around for many, many years. Um, playing football in the local area and they will um they had a pretty good year last year to be fair they were looking to be probably a top four side um and you know really move on move forwards and hopefully hopefully if they can kind of get that kind of form going again that will be that what that will happen once again so we're very much looking forward to the start of the season which begins for us this saturday on the 5th of september and we look forward to contributing towards the podcast again um each month Best of luck to everybody out there. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.